Ask yourself, what are some things at the grocery store that are absolute must-haves for you? We need bread, we need fruit, we need turkey, we need chicken. You'll buy that regardless of what price it is because that's yeah, the stuff. Yeah, probably I'll need to, yeah. Fresh vegetables, uh, get that. Is there stuff that just, that you, regardless of price, that you'll just keep buying because you know that is something that you personally need or you personally like? Well, my husband's Italian, so I'm still going to buy those meats and cheeses and my good olive oil. So that's, that's what I'm spending my money on currently and the wine to go with it. Groceries can take on a very personal quality because of someone's money situation, their family dynamic, food allergies. The list goes on and on. Alrighty, your total is $150.54. And the grocery list in the past year has gotten pricier. I'm appalled because milk prices, you need milk, you need eggs. The bread, everything has gone up so much, and it's things we eat every day, and you still have to buy them. Since August of 2021, the price of eggs shot up almost 40%, milk up 17%, chicken 16%, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. When the latest report of inflation came out this month, it was considerably higher than what many economists anticipated. At Doranax in Metairie, the owners of the family-run grocery store often find out about the changes in food prices just like anybody else. I don't think anybody knows really what's coming in the future price-wise with whatever catastrophe could be next. That's Jason Doranak, the co-owner of the store, which has been in the grocery business since 1947. As their website says, Doranax specializes in hard-to-find local items. But since the pandemic, some of the things we'd consider common have been hard to find. Jason and his sister-in-law, Nicole Doranak, told me despite what some people may think, grocers, especially one that's family-run like theirs, don't always have a way to forecast prices or what products may be available. We find out just like y'all do. With all the turkey shortages and all, we're having a problem getting a product. And that gentleman that owns that distributorship said he cannot stand opening his emails because he just never knows what it's going to say. You're talking about a turkey shortage that's coming? Well, it's already here. It's deli turkeys right now. So, like, you can't get deli turkey. So there's one particular product on boar's head. We're having problems getting the boar's head turkey. Mm. And Mr. Bob, he's just like, I don't even want to open my email. He doesn't know. He's just like us. He orders his stuff. He either gets it or he doesn't. And then he has to go around to every one of his customers, us, and get fussed at if he doesn't have it. But they, you know, like... So you're hearing it from the distributors, too. Yeah, oh, uh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where we get that. it from. I mean, if they don't have it, we don't have it. And so. we were asking why. You know, why is it this way? You know, when are we when's and, it coming in? And they, yeah. That's, How that's, much is going to be? That's, what were they saying? And they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're... <laughs> they, but then you go down they, to the farms. You ask the farmers. Yeah, it, it, it starts at the top, everything. and it goes down and down. And we're really the last, you know, we're the last to know. Over 75 years of business, Dornex has built lasting relationships with many of its customers, like Tommy. I mainly shop at Dornex. Why is that? Uh, I've been shopping here for 20 years. I know where everything is, and uh, I like the, the meat selection better than most other places I go to. And it's even, even though I live on the West Bank, I, I still come over here for... It's just easier because I know where everything is and I like the selection of stuff they have here. I gotta say, you're a dedicated customer if you're coming over the bridge to get your meat yeah, over here, for I sure. Did. That kind of loyalty can lead to more understanding from their shoppers. I met Janet in the meat section that Dornex is so famous for. 
she was searching for steak. I'm buying top rounds. We're making, we're going to make our own teriyaki jerky. Wonderful. So Sounds delicious. Rounds. So I still get what I want. I'm just mindful of my leftovers. We eat leftovers now. I hate to throw away my leftovers now. I'm more mindful of that, but I'm still getting the food that my family likes. Janet usually shops for a household of three, but she also has grandchildren that come over once a week. So she has to factor them into her food budget. How much more do you think you're spending? Oh, probably a good 20, 30% more, I would guess. Meat prices have gone up. and it, I know it's costing the grocery stores. I mean, they have to pay the prices, so they have to pass it along to the consumers. So you kind of expect it, I guess. Here's Nicole Dornack. I think people have kind of wrapped their head around, I guess is a good way to say it, that it's not really our fault sometimes that the prices are going up. I think everybody has under, is understanding now that it's a global, a whole world issue. It's happening everywhere. The person on the street doesn't know where this inflation is coming from. So sometimes they'll blame the immediate, uh, what they see immediately there, which is the grocery owner uh, thinking that they're doing this to us um, capriciously or because they want to price gouge us. Uh, and, and that's unfortunate. It's, it's, a, it's a countrywide and worldwide event right now that prices are rising uh, through no fault of the grocer, right? If the grocer doesn't, doesn't adjust prices to what the grocer, that family is paying, they're, they're going to be losing money. Felix Rioja is an economics professor at Tulane University. He says food prices have gone up for many reasons. So you got to start with oil prices where a lot of fuels are derived from. Uh, oil prices have increased due to the war in the Ukraine. That's one big reason. Uh, the, the price of oil is set up and set in world markets depending on demand and supply. There's a lower supply of oil now due to the war and due to Russia reducing the supply of oil worldwide. That hits virtually every stage of food production, from growing crops, feeding livestock, to getting all of it delivered to the shelves in a nicely wrapped package. Throw in an outbreak of avian flu, which has affected 39 states and more than 44 million birds, and now you have fewer eggs and higher prices. And then there's the shortage of workers in almost every industry, which forces the cost of production to go up. Unfortunately, a lot of our wages have not risen at the same rate. So slowly, uh, they have gone up some, but people have lost purchasing power. That's why we're seeing, you know, the experience in the pain of people, especially in, on a strict budget, uh, with, with gas and food. And Rioja says that can force people to change the way they spend their money. But this is where we can plainly see why food and rent are always the biggest areas of concern for families. If your money isn't going as far as before, you can stop going out to dinner, you can cancel streaming subscriptions, but you still have to eat. And that's why these inflated food prices have so much impact. So it's, it's very hard to reduce your food budget. Um, it's a necessity. It, it depends on the level of income of the household. So lower income households will typically be the ones that substitute the most. So they'll start looking for, if they're buying the brand name cereal, maybe they'll start buying the generic one that you can buy in bulk now. Uh, so those sorts of substitutions will happen essentially mostly in lower income households. They're already doing it now, they have been. Uh, they're also going to look at stores that have cheaper prices or sell in bulk. So maybe they weren't shopping at Costco before, but now it may be worthwhile to get that membership, start buying in bulk, uh, and you get you reduce your, your total 
your total expenditure if you're watching your budget very carefully, which, which many families are. Higher income uh, households substitute less. So the things they were buying before and the stores they were buying at before, they probably haven't changed very much up to now. If inflation was to get much higher, they the will. It starts affecting people of higher and higher incomes more. Back at Doranax, Angel told me she's gotten more selective about what she buys and how much. So I find that I used to not really pay attention to the advertisements so much. And that's one thing I do pay attention. That way, if I happen to be in Doranax and they have a sale, I don't know, I happen to be in Winn-Dixie. And I bet people are paying attention more to sale items than they ever did before. Angel considers herself fortunate. Even though she's frustrated about inflation, she says the extra 30% she's paying in groceries every week won't break her financially. I have not seen anything go down. Um, you know, your beverage suction, milk, it's just shocking to me. The good thing is that I don't go through milk in a day, like some big families do. But I feel really sorry for families, and I feel sorry for, for people who are really on a tight budget. I, I desperately feel sorry for them. I met Christina a short time later. I'm making um, some eggplant this evening. Inflation has made her more deliberate about where she shops. Sometimes it's going to be at Trader Joe's. They have great prices on produce, and so I'll go there um, because my dollar stretches longer. Um, and Dornax for um, things like meats and cheeses. Uh, and then I do my local grocery store because I live um, uh, off of Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. And I go there because I want to support Robert's because that's my local, <laughs> my local grocery store. So I still want to support them. Um, but I'm just trying to get the best price right now because everything's so high. To save some money, Christina's dog gets home-cooked meals now. Well, I make my own dog food because <laughs> it's cheaper to buy a package of chicken breast and throw in some, you know, things from my home that I already have, carrots and peas and things, um, and make my own dog food because prices on even dog food are ridiculously high. What does your dog think of that? <laughs> my dog loves it. And she's gained eight pounds, so I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Customers can be creatures of habit, and grocery shopping is often full of routine. We tend to buy the same kind of ketchup. The kids may want a certain kind of cereal. You may lean one way when it comes to Coke or Pepsi. The Dornex told me there have been times during the pandemic that supply chain issues forced some companies to make slight changes to their product, like the color of a bottle top. Something that small can be a big deal for customers. You don't realize visually how programmed you are to look for something on a shelf and you change just the top, the label, everything was the same, but it was like looking for a needle in a haystack. And were you noticing that for customers? Like they were asking, oh, yeah. like, what's going on with this? Is this yes. a different product? Yep. yep, did they change it? Nope, just the top color. <laughs> Couldn't get the other color top. Yep. Well, and that's, you know, those are kind of like the quote unquote, my new details that fascinate me. You know, that, that's something I would never consider. Like mm -hmm. how that could drastically change somebody's buying habit is just the color of a top. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they, they might think, well, that product is gone because it didn't have that a top. That is exactly right. right. That, and, that, and then you look, oh, I was looking for the black top, yeah, not the But it's the still the same product, But it's right? still the same product. It's just a matter of what they can get to put put the product in. And has that just been just like a constant kind of almost whack-a-mole game for you that when things would be 
different here than and then it would go back to normal something else would change is that just oh, yeah. a yes. constant puzzle yep. moving thing yes for you it guys? was in some ways a family business functions like a family home you want to make sure everyone in that home is happy and gets what they want when times get tough you try to be smarter with your money by the stuff you need or in Dornak's case by the stuff you know your customers need and like many families they have budgets and bills you have to spend money to make money and right now we have to spend more to keep the things in the store. I mean, that goes all the way to the employees are being paid a little more. Yes. And they have to work, long, you know, harder, they're longer working, hours. Yeah, they're work, that goes into the labor issues. Yeah. yeah, tell me about that because obviously labor is arguably your biggest cost. Human resources, human capital is always the biggest part of any business. Is that the case for you guys that the sheer cost of just A, finding people and keeping people is probably the biggest concern right now because mm -hmm. it's it's probably the one thing that's in the shortage of supply yes and yeah. and Dornax is busy so if you are not built for speed <laughs> volume. And, and volume yeah I mean it's we hire so many people and have such high hopes yeah. every time and then sometimes it's like sometimes people just they just don't even show up from staffing to supplies there's a complex set of variables Dornax has to handle every day the family applies a rather simple formula to running their business during this uncertain time. It works pretty good for us is we always put the customers first and our employees first because without them, they won't be a family business. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's actually something I touch on a lot with everybody in the store. Yeah. Well, without the customers, we don't have anything. And without the employees, we don't have anything because the three of us cannot or the four or five of us when we're all together, the whole family can't do the job of 185 people in two different you know I mean by the in a day we have over 100 people between the two different shifts in the store from 4:30 in the morning till nine o'clock at night I mean we there's something going on whether it's bread being baked or floors being clean you know so it's a lot of people after visiting with the Doranax I walked away appreciating how much a single store like theirs has to consider it may be different at bigger operations, the chain grocery stores, the Walmarts of the world. But labor shortages, supply-side disruptions, and inflated prices have been widespread. And while gas prices have come down a bit in the past month, Professor Rioja says more rough roads may be ahead for the economy. The Fed is expected to raise interest rates to help stabilize inflation. But that will likely drive up unemployment, which will bring on another set of challenges. But on food prices alone, Rioja says even the Fed's intervention won't bring back the prices we were used to paying. Those prices, if the Fed was able to decrease inflation to what we call normal levels, 2% per year, very quickly, those prices would stay where they are. They'll only rise 2% per year from then on. So, so, so prices will not go back to what they were before this inflation bout started. It's like when we hear... Uh, older people mentioning that they used to buy a Coke for, you know, 50 cents or something that never came back. Making it harder for a lot of us to make our groceries. In Metairie, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.